Hello, everybody, and welcome to A Court of Books and Booze, our basement, breezeway, book club. We're not sure what we're calling it, really. I am Skyler, because they keep shooting me weird looks whenever I say Skywalker. And I am joined by my lovely wife, Jessica, and our somewhat okay best friend, Amanda. (laughs) She was ripping me hard in the last episode. Wow. Last episode, I'm pretty sure you said, and our very best friend in the whole wide world. We have one episode where we have differing opinions, (laughs) and you dropped me like that. Just dropped. One episode where you guys aren't ganged up on me, and that's what it becomes. Hmm. Noted. Hmm. Hi. I'm just kidding. She is my very best friend. Aww. Aww. Oh, that's good. How cute. (laughs) (laughs) and together we are going to discuss hypothesize the latest book we've been reading and it's been a doozy so this week we're covering lessons in chemistry by bonnie (laughs) bonnie garmus it's actually a brand new book. It was not even released a year ago. It was April of 2022. Adult fiction, 400 pages. It's still one book of the year at Barnes & Noble. Um, somehow one book of the year at Barnes & Noble. <laughs> well, as always, Jess is going to give us a synopsis of the book, and then we will delve into our... Uh... Our thoughts on this. Yeah. All right. This one's going to be brief, guys. Chemist Elizabeth Zott is not your average woman. In fact, Elizabeth Zott would be the first to point out that there is no such thing as an average woman. But it's the early 1960s, and her all-male team at Hastings Research Institute takes a very unscientific view of equality. Except for one, Calvin Evans. The lonely, brilliant, Nobel Peace Prize-nominated grudge holder who falls in love with, of all things, her mind. True chemistry results. But like science, life is unpredictable, which is why a few years later, Elizabeth Zott finds herself not only a single mother, but the reluctant star of America's most beloved cooking show, Supper at Six. Elizabeth's unusual approach to cooking uh, proves revolutionary. But as her following grows, not everyone is happy. Because it turns out, Elizabeth Zott isn't just teaching women to cook, she's daring them to change the status quo. I had my mic pushed away because I'm used to things a lot longer. We're we're going uh, straight to the point this time, guys. How, How was that read for you? How was that 400-page, standalone, single book? How'd it go? Uh, I mean, okay. Honesty hour here. Uh, the first part of the book with Calvin in it, hated it. The second part of the book, after everything happened to him, loved it. <laughs> it just, I mean... 
I, I didn't care much for that relationship between her and Calvin. It was just awkward and weird dynamic. Yeah. They're awkward though. Yes. I, I understand that, but man, it was just that those first, what 40 chapters. About a, it was about a third of the book, maybe a little third less. Of the book. Yeah. Was, they were just, they were a little rough for me. I had a hard time getting into it, but so to me, and I, I think probably with you too, Sky, it's definitely um, a different style of book than we're used to reading. Like, not used to reading that. Um, <clears throat> gosh, I don't even have to know how to put it. Like, well, you guys are that, usually like high fantasy people. Yeah, yeah, like that era, um, and like the content within it. Um, you know, I'm definitely not opposed to, you know, women just changing the status quo and, you know, trying to uh, get everything even in a quote-unquote man's world. Not opposed to that whatsoever, just not used to reading it. And it was just a little hard to get into, <clears throat> in my opinion. How do you feel, Amanda? I really liked it. Good. I did. I thought that the beginning, because they're both such awkward people and because she is so independent, that that... But I thought that their relationship, because she's so independent and the time that it was that it needed to be kind of a longer, deeper, let's build this relationship and see where it goes... Because she isn't just one to just fall into something like that. So I I liked it. I liked it. There were some parts that were very hard for me to read. Like the sexual assault parts. Oof. Those were very difficult for me. But I think they were necessary to build the image of the times and how she was treated. And I mean, and she came off as a super strong... You know, I don't care what anyone thinks of me. I'm going to do it anyway, and I'm going to do what I think is right type of woman. And then she did end up falling into a depression later on after the second incident had happened. And I don't know, I thought it was a really good story. Like, it made me feel all the things. Like, I was upset. I got very, very angry. And I don't know. I was sad for her, and I was proud of her, and I really liked it. It took me it took me on a journey. And I liked the calm let's sit back. We don't have to build this entire world of things and make you understand how this world works and these different rules with these different creatures and stuff. It was a nice Hey, like this actually like could have happened. Yeah. So Yeah, I I really like the change of pace. So I thought it was good. It was an easy read, too. And I liked the uh, the advanced language from time to time mm-hmm. yeah. that kind of, like, went with the character and how she thought about things and her advanced vocab- vocabulary because she was so smart. So, I also like that. Yeah. I definitely <clears throat> see what you're saying about, you know, it was nice in a way because it's something that uh was fiction could but could very well have been reality at one point for some people i totally disagree with 
feeling like it was a slower pace and much more of a buildup to get a more in-depth idea at their relationship because I saw it the complete opposite. I felt like one moment they weren't together and then the next moment they were. And But don't you think that's was, what it is like with awkward people that don't know anything about relationships? But it seemed to me like it was zero to a hundred. Like they, they were nothing. They just, they bumped into each other and they were nothing. And then immediately they were together and hooking up and living together and, and all this and were each other's world and soulmate. I don't feel like we saw any build up to that. I felt like it was zero to a hundred and then just stayed at supposed awkward 100 for then on out. See, and I, and I disagree because there were time skips in there. It yes. wasn't just like, hey, today we're friends. Tomorrow I'm going to make out with you in the car. And then the day after that I'm going to say no to your proposal, yeah. but we're going to move in together and get a dog. So there, w- yeah. there were time skips in there, but I think that that's what it was because it was so awkward and weird. But I didn't see it as, oh, one thing after another, after another, after another. Like, okay, where did we go from here? Yeah, I don't, I guess I said it wrong. I don't mean that, like, I don't mean in reality for them it was one day not together and then the next was and it was everything. To me, I meant in the book it literally was, like, one moment they were together and or weren't together and the next they were. And that time skip, I didn't get any buildup in there. It, It, Although there was a time skip which infers buildup, I didn't get any depth to the relationship before between when there wasn't and then when there was so it was hard for me to um get any sort of like feelings and relationship and like care towards the characters because I didn't feel like I got you mean Calvin well at that point in time at at the, just talking about like their relationship portion mm-hmm I don't feel like I felt anything really towards them as them because I don't feel like I got a work up to it because there was time skips, but it was also like we were skipped on that. I guess I read into that a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe. But I mean, that's just my opinion. Yeah. I'm I'm in agreement. I mean, you know, I get that we're covering a span of, what, roughly 10 years in this book? Maybe a little less. From her time in college to... But, I mean, we just... it It's like... We, we hit every major point in her life. And we didn't get anything else. And, and that's fine. I mean, I, I enjoyed the book, but... I feel like we just missed out on that relationship build up. And that's why when Calvin dies, it's not like I didn't feel anything. I thought it was a very uh, weird way for him to die. Yeah. Yeah. Like out of all things, that's what we chose. Okay. Well, I mean, whatever. It's sad because like it was an accidental thing, but it was like, huh, interesting. Yeah. It was weird the way that it was. I don't know. The way that it happened. Well, I, one, I wasn't shocked. Two, I didn't care about the character. Yeah. I mean, you know. It's well, you, n- like, knew he was going to die, like, in the first chapter. Right. Oh, totally. It just, it, I just 
he to me it was the most uninteresting person in this book. I agree. Yeah. So I I mean, and he was kind of in the book, not to be there as a character, but to show the things that happened subsequently. Pretty much, in my opinion. I mean, like I agree. His death is the the reasoning for the way that a lot of things ended up going. And, yeah, like all that she and, lost, but yeah. how she prevailed. Yeah, yeah, and the stuff with Mad and <laughs> all that. So I don't know. I mean, I I kind of think the only reason you feel the need to kill him off is because the timepiece it's set in and them not being wed and her being pregnant, right? So, I mean, she has the additional hardship to deal with. I mean, he could have been alive and the rest of the book could have pretty much played out the exact same way. Mm, I don't think so. They wouldn't have fired her if he was still working there. And then she wouldn't have gone home and done her whole home lab thing and her whole time by herself. Mm, I mean... I don't think they would have fired her. He the, was na- there. the naughty, right? That's how we pronounce I it. Say he did. He did make a comment because when she was like going back at him, like, "Well, if Calvin was was here, would you have fired him too?" Because it does take a sperm to make a baby, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Don't be ridiculous." Yeah, that's that's crazy. Don't be ridiculous. I think that she could have potentially gotten fired. I think that Calvin would have came in, like, at her side and been like, "No, she goes. I'm going too." Yeah. So, in that sense, maybe not, but I think that they would have attempted, which that part of the book really, really pissed me off. Really pissed me off. I, like, I was just fuming as I was reading it. I was like, oh, my gosh, who who says that? Who treats someone like that? So much of this book pissed me off, honestly. I It was... It was a trigger, like, every other chapter for me in the way that, in this old mindset... <laughs> I know, and I, I, I kept, I kept telling myself, I was like, remember that is the sixties. Remember that is the sixties. But then I was thinking, like, why is that? Why am I justifying the way that they're acting just because of the time frame? Mm. Because it was disgusting. Yeah, absolutely horrible. Like, I, it, I'm not. I don't want to like. I'm not speaking bad about the author, but I can't even imagine choosing to write something with that content. Why would you want to promote something that that focuses on that when there's so many more things that you <laughs> that you can focus on? Are you talking about the author? Yeah, I, I just you know I can't imagine wanting to put that setting out in now progressive times. I Ugh. I don't know. I disagree. Um... And and not because of the content, but because, I mean, it's always a good reminder to have something like this out for people to read and remember. You know, just just a thought. I mean. Well, I think I think it's just so different now because, you know, feminine feminism is just such a huge part of our culture now. And being a strong, independent woman is not looked down on like. Not like that. Yeah. I mean it's a broken world we still have our moments but i think that i love historical fiction so it's like one of my favorite favorite books to read like favorite type types of books to read so i was a huge history buff in school so why are you guys the same (laughs) (laughs) 
hired like the same like person. honestly honestly the book uh night by was it ellie weasel it's a a nonfiction book that a survivor from the holocaust wrote we had to read it in school and it's one of my favorite books like i have like a very very worn out copy on my bookshelf and it just goes through like his time of the holocaust and i could like reread that over and over because i just love like the reminders of that history and you know hearing stories from like that from different people's points of views and i mean knock on wood it's hopefully something that we never have to experience and go through but i think it's important to remember those things and you know how the world has progressed since that time and i think that that's what this book did it was like hey like i said earlier like this could have been a very real scenario for someone in the 60s who was going through being a single mother even being a single mother now is super difficult and very hard and I can't imagine, like, doing it in a times where women were just known for, yeah, like, your job is to have children. That's it. And then they do that on their own and they're ostracized. Yeah. Well, like, getting fired for being pregnant and not married. Are you kidding me? Man, these things going on in this book were driving me nuts. Yeah. I just wanted to scream. I think that, yeah, the... The message behind the events that were going on were very deep, but also very real. And there, like I said, there were parts that were very difficult to read. Yeah. So, I don't know why she chose this topic. Like, this time frame. With stories like she told in this book, but... I don't know. So the dog was cool. <laughs> it w- it was interesting too, like having those little snippets of the dog's perspective. I think that was Skylar's favorite part. Oh, it was interesting. My favorite part. It was interesting. You always wonder what a dog thinks. <laughs> we were sitting in the living room and I was reading it, and it's at the point where. I think uh, I think she's getting ready to have the baby, and six thirty's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, and I read it like that really fast, like, <laughs> you know, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I, we gotta go, we gotta go, you know, it's just like, she named the dog six thirty. <laughs> that quick, like, you know, how I would imagine a dog would actually talk if they could talk, yeah, yeah. and not, you know, shut up, but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't really know what else to say. I mean. What do you think of her turning her kitchen into a lab? <laughs> that was interesting. The way to do that. And then, I was like, why your kitchen? <laughs> I mean, it was cool to see, to be able to get a feel for the space when, when Harriet was there and she was making her coffee and was going through like all the areas of, of the kitchen and using all her sciencey things to make coffee instead of yeah. just, <laughs> just throwing some Folgers in a cup. So, uh, I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, I thought the whole, like, wraparound to the guy in the suit that he saw at his, like, foster home that he was in turned out to be his biological mom's lawyer. Like, that was such a weird full circle. And how she had been looking for him and all of that. I was like, huh. Like, this is, like, this is her at the end, like, trying to give you, like, that feel-good moment. Like, mm-hmm. no, there's still there's still a part of him that's in his daughter's life. And, you know, she still gets to see, like, part of his family that he never got to have. And 
I think that was supposed to be like that really happy, like, I'll see everything's okay. <laughs> she got her job back and she's doing what she loves. Like, okay. I definitely did think, you know, with how it was all um, set up at the beginning with Calvin's family and parents and everything that, you know, his mom died in childbirth and his dad, you know, didn't want him or something like that. I, I definitely, you know, was under the impression that they were going to make it at the end of the book where his dad comes back. You know, that's kind of just what we're assumed is probably going to happen, you know, especially with him seeing like a man at some point or whatever, you know, mm. we, we just are kind of assumed that we're going to see his dad come back at some Remind, point. Was it the bishop that told him his mom died in childbirth? Like after he'd gotten in trouble one day or something like that? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So just to see it come back and it's like, no, his dad's dead and his mom's looking for yeah. him and is actually alive was, that was a little bit, of, that was a plot twist. I was not, not expecting. Not going to lie. I guessed it about a third of the way through the book. The mom? That it was the mom. Interesting. I don't know. There was, How? There was something that said it. It might have been that that bishop paragraph because we knew the bishop was lying to him. Ah. And I was, and he's like, well, your mom, your real mom died in childbirth. And I was like, yeah, I don't buy it. I bet she, I bet she's the uh, Parker Foundation Oh, you thought head. even who she was? Yep. Interesting. Hmm. I did not guess that. Yeah, I don't know. I just it my my brain has a weird way of piecing these little things together. <laughs> I can't wait till we read a who done it and <laughs> see if you've got it figured <laughs> yeah. out from the beginning. <laughs> I got to say my favorite part of the book was Calvin's headstone. <laughs> Where is that it? was so dark. You know, that would be your favorite part, Jess. Calvin Evans, 1927 to 1955. Brilliant chemist, rower, friend, lover. Your days are numbered. <laughs> the font was too big. <laughs> it was supposed to be your days are numbered. Use them to throw open the windows of your soul to the sun. But the engraver made the first part too big and had run out of room. I think that's great. <laughs> I want that on my headstone. Your, Your days, days are, are numbered because mine are gone. <laughs> Too funny. Too funny. What was the the one other part I laughed at? Was oh, it was like the reporter or the photographer or something when they were interviewing Elizabeth and she was wearing pants and he was like, huh pants what a bold choice and she looked at him and was like huh pants bold choice of you too (laughs) i was like yeah (laughs) women can wear pants it's okay gosh not in the 60s amanda didn't you know that no i wasn't there (laughs) (laughs) what there were there were a few places in this book where i got i just got a chuckle um but I really enjoyed the the section of the book where she was doing supper at six. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. she would get into it like she's talking about potatoes and the. the I was like, man, this is cool. Yeah, this is extremely well written. Sciencey cooking. Yeah, that right. part was. Yeah, that it was, was part, cool. Yeah, I I liked when they were uh, going through like the instructions and the basics of everything as far as the rowing goes. I thought that was interesting too. Just. You know, a little facet of a hobby in the world that you don't know necessarily something about that they put in there, and you learn a little snippet. A little knowledge. Yeah. Interestingly enough, in the about the author, 
um, because I was just flipping through the acknowledgement. Um, it says she's a rower. <laughs> well, work with what you know. That's right. Cool. <laughs> I wonder if she cooks too. That was cool though, because there's like even before she did the show, like when she was her and Calvin were living together, she was in. There's like a scene where she was in the kitchen cooking, and she's like, "Well, that's why it's not working. There's too many water molecules." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Who would have thought? <laughs> I've thought about that a few times since I read that. I was just like, huh, what it would be to know things like yeah. that so specifically about your cooking that you could Im- improve them by putting slightly less water in it. <laughs> you would think that you who went to culinary school. <laughs> <laughs> I did not, in fact, go to science school, yeah. though. <laughs> there you'd be a florist if you had, like, the a florist. A force? A force. I think it's a yeah. florist. If you had literally like that insane knowledge of both. That's a botanist. That'd not, be cool. Not a chemist. <laughs> there are such things as florists, Skylar. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, so I mean it was it was an interesting little read. I definitely thought that it was hard to get through the first half. I struggled to get through the first third to half. Um but it definitely picked up and was easier for me to enjoy um, in the in the second half. So, yeah, I didn't mind it. Yeah, nice little one-off. That's uh, different than what I'm used to. So I mean, it's good to get out of my mm-hmm. my standard. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I I enjoyed it. Um... Definitely the second half of the book. So. Short discussion this time, huh? Yeah. Short book, short it, discussion. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't... It, it was more to the point. Mm-hmm. As far as that goes. Well, and like Amanda said, we're not we're not trying to build a whole world or, you know, anything like that. We're, we're basing it on a time period where most of us are... At least familiar with what right. that world was, even right. if we didn't live in it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's hear the ratings, guys. Jessica, why don't you start? Three. That's where I'm at. I'm gonna I'm gonna do three point six. I like I said, I enjoyed I enjoyed the second half of the book enough that it made up for not enjoying the Calvin section of the book. So there you go. I can rate it a little bit higher than a three. I'm just going like middle of the road. That's kinda where I'm at. Not really a huge opinion one way or the other. I I definitely have a hard time understanding why this was Barnes and Noble's book of the year. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I understand. I mean, I get it. Yeah. I can see it both ways. Cause just because it's not like it wouldn't be our choice for the book of the year. I can see why it would be others. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amanda. 3.8. Right. I liked it. I liked it. Well, there we go. That was Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. Man, guys, we're under an hour. How weird is that? 
Um, well, uh, we have random rolled our next book, and Jessica is going to tell us about it, because I don't remember what it is. <laughs> All right. So the next book that we will be reading, if you want to read along with us, is... The Perfect Marriage by yeah. Geneva Rose. I, w- I was going to read the entire title. <laughs> But that's okay. Isn't that what it's called? There was like... It, it's got like a colon and then a, the rest of the title. It's The Perfect Marriage, A Completely Gripping Psychological Suspense. Like that is... I've never heard it called that. title. The a full official title. Either way. Yeah. By Geneva Rose. It's got an anime title. <laughs> you know, that time I got reincarnated as a slime or... Mm. It is a 344-page best-selling thriller about a betrayal and justice. So, we'll dive into that next. Exciting stuff. She doesn't sound very excited. This was my pick. These have both been my picks, actually. So. What are you guys drinking tonight? Bud Light. Twisted tea. I've got water right now, but I'm going to get wine here in a minute. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that was good. I like the short ones sometimes. Yeah. I agree. Definitely makes life a little bit easier. Let us know what you thought of the book. And thank you, everybody. For listening to A Court of Books and Booze, we are part of the Golden Mojo Entertainment Network of Podcasts. So, if you like us, go check out The Murd Nerds, Golden Image Podcast, The Call Guys, Indiana Cheese Fans, and the United States of Paranormal. You can find them all anywhere you listen to podcasts. Well, everybody, thanks again for listening, and uh, catch you later. Read with you later.